Okay. So yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and kick this journal off. So hey everyone, it's me, James Davis, your host. We back again with the day in the lab, uh, where we give you tools and tips for the black entrepreneur. Today I'd like to welcome a good friend of mine, a guest, Jabari Allen. He's he's also an electrical engineer, mad scientist, great dude. Uh but I'm gonna let him tell a little bit about himself. For sure. Um, appreciate it, bro. Honestly, this is a, this is an honor. I feel like an important, important person, man. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, like he said, my name is Jabari Allen. You know, um, I was raised in Texas, but I was originally from California. Um, got got a lot of siblings. Uh, I don't even say a lot. I got like four siblings, but um, man, grew up with some good parents that uh, treated me right. And they taught me a lot about self-determination and went to Skiggy, um, you know, kind of in between. Yeah. Facts. Like from, from, from a child up through until college was kind of a blur, bro. Like when you're, when you're amidst, you know, uh, people that aren't of your culture and stuff, you kind of don't, you just float around. So, but got to Skiggy, man, Tuskegee, University in Tuskegee, Alabama. Yes, sir. Uh, beautiful place, man. So so much like good energy, and that's exactly what I needed, uh, and helped me identify with myself and uh, my people and my history. Um, good history. Yeah, man, I feel like Tuskegee was a place where we could really open our minds up to see our culture, but not only we got to see the history of innovation and creativity that we're known for. Uh, Tuskegee was a integral part and in in shaping my life and pushing me to become an entrepreneur and choose the path that I've chose. So um, before we get into the meat of the topic that I want to discuss today, um, I just want to know like what type of, I guess, aspirations towards business and entrepreneurship uh, do you have for yourself or what are you currently doing in that type of space? Um, I'll try to answer both questions. So, man, my aspirations, uh, like I see a vision of myself one day with, of course, um, a, you know, big, healthy family and nice home and, you know, luxury, but being active every day, as long as God allows me to breathe in the work of like revitalizing dead places and dead people, you know what I'm saying? And always helping to create like motion, you know what I'm saying? Like good energy towards good ends, um, especially for black people because we're the ones that need it most. Uh, and you know, if, if, we, if we're not gonna do it for our people then nobody will. So uh, those are my aspirations for real. I mean, as far as what field, like it's kind of all over the place, but I really wanna get into manufacturing because uh, we absolutely need that. You cannot have an independent people who don't produce anything from further on them on their own uh so that's one something i'm very interested in i've always been interested in automation uh and i was blessed to um actually achieve a role uh recently where i'm learning how to program for automation so uh, was that plc correct yeah uh programmable logic controller awesome Uh, so yeah, man, and I, I'm learning in water, in the water industry, how to uh, move water, and then you know, really, it's it's wastewater treatment and water treatment. Uh, 
and they all use pumps and they all use timers and you know levels and sensors and meters all that type of stuff so that's really I'm trying to soak all that up because I want to eventually get to a point where I'm running something of my own that I've programmed and I teach people how to program and things like that Awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. Um, that's crazy. I actually share one that same passion as far as manufacturing. I'm trying to uh, myself get more refined skills in machining. Of course, you know right now uh, I'm specializing in 3D printing and things like that. But I'm sure. trying to find a little bit more as far as CNC machining, lathes, uh, milling machines. Mm. Um, so, but I do agree with you, like you said. That's one of the, we don't have that base in manufacturing just here in America in general. Um, yeah. But now that we kind of got that foundation of knowing where your mind's at, knowing my DNA, I want to go into a topic that's really uh, affecting our people. Like as we speak, and it's really, uh, I feel like not only COVID-19 has changed the landscape, of society and how people function every day, but these recent uh, tragedies of uh, the man who who passed away uh, and the, the the protest that's going on. So, right on that tip, I wanted to ask ask the question: What's the importance of the black dollar? Like, how will that? How how could we use the black dollar to change our circumstances? Um. Hmm. So I would say the dollar is a tool and everybody uses tools to achieve their ends and money is the tool that you can use to um, almost achieve any end within the, you know, I mean, your physical reality, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, spiritual alignment and things like that um, are outside of money and one can achieve spiritual enlightenment. And I guess you could say, be it um, some kind of terms of peace and happiness. However, uh, for black people, you should be on both hustles because if you feel like you're satisfied right now, because you may have found spiritual enlightenment, but you're not trying to fight for your people's liberation, then there's something there's a disconnect right so i would say definitely money the black dollar is um how we're going to manifest our aims and our goals uh in real life real time you know what i'm saying um yeah something i wanted to add to that would be um i kind of see a lot of people saying about as far as we need to only do business with black businesses right we uh, need to we need to refrain from if we want if we want the powers that be to respect our uh our message first of all we need to have a clear message which we don't uh second of all <laughs> if we want them to respect our message i guess the message is stop killing us uh, and we all can agree on that but if we want them to respect it yeah. we need to have we need to be able to boycott the those things, but have our own right. businesses to fall back on. And the thing is, we don't have right. any businesses to fall back on. How can you boycott something Facts. you don't have a business to fall back on? Facts. Um, you can't. Because <laughs> right. what are you going to do? 
You can't, right. you, you know, who makes laundry detergent? You know what I'm saying? Who's making food? Who's canning food? Who makes uh, shoes? You know what I'm saying? Who services cars? Like, all these things that we have to go to white people for, uh, we can't boycott them right now. And, you know, uh, I believe it was Elijah Muhammad once said, you know, if the white man were to die tomorrow, we'd all be in a horrible place, in a horrible position. I'm obviously paraphrasing, but true, because we don't run anything. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. And I so actually I think saw that's something that you, you put up earlier today about um, it had to do something, it had to do with elected officials. Could you kind of expand more oh, on yeah. that? This timing is crazy, by the way. Yeah. I didn't say that you yet but the fact that you're calling me about this yeah yeah that was last night right yeah so basically what i was saying bro was um and this isn't from me bro this is from studying like elijah muhammad minister farrakhan claude anderson Dr. that's claude what i was going to bring up dr claude anderson i recently like people been putting that around and i i see i singing them in passing and i was like okay you know me i'm i don't subscribe to any i'm not here with any uh, just attach my name to any religious thing, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But I'm just taking knowledge out there for everybody. But specifically, right. Anderson, I I kind of came upon uh, what he was talking about, and I I seen him before, and some just made me tune in, and I was like, whoa, why am I so late to this? I've been oh, on Boys Watkins, I've been on all these Umar Johnson, and his seemed like the most. Like it's the most fast and practical. Yes. Okay. Look, like, like you said, right? You don't even have you don't have to subscribe to no religious thing. Um, and you know, you know me, like, uh, because we've been good homies for a minute. Like, we always been, uh, you know, we rock with the nation, and and that's it. But well, I shouldn't say that's it because we rock with all black people and all people that want to see the advancement of black people, right? And but to do that, you have to have plans. So there's that Muhammad's economic blueprint. That's about gathering money and pooling resources. But Elijah Muhammad gave us a foundation, and it's up to us to implement the plan and go and find things that make uh, this vision a reality. So Dr. Claude Anderson's knowledge and wisdom, that is what we need. You know what I'm saying? We need to pull our resources. You know what I'm saying? We need, obviously, the self-identity, the knowledge of self. Those are all foundational things. But, yeah, bro, Dr. Claude Anderson, he talks about, uh, there's a name for it, but it's about a five- It's power, Poweronomics. Yes, Poweronomics. And then uh, I think it's Black Labor, White Wealth. Those mm. are his two books. Okay. Poweronomics, so Black Labor, White Wealth is the history of how white people used our labor to become rich and then keep us out of those sectors of business and things like that. Uh, then Poweronomics is like the sequel in a way because that's the plan for us to use and implement. And um, man, this timing is crazy, bro, because my dad was just talking to me about it. He's read the book. He's been, man, he's been active in so many organizations and with so many people trying to get this done. Uh, he told me that he wanted, you know, to get, he was like a group of young people together to read this book and implement the plan. And that's, that's what I, inspired me on Instagram to do because Claude Anderson's first thing was economics, right? Um, after, of course, a unity of agenda, we have to agree on what we want, right? Then we have to uh, go to start 
putting our money together, making money for each other, with each other, spending it with each other. And then you can have an economic base. And then that's where you go into politics because then you can buy or lease uh, the officials who exactly. will represent you. Right. That is how the system works. The system is not about character. I, if, if people still think that, I mean, I mean, I can't speak on that. And look, this is one of those things. It's not against any race. It's just for us. It's not against anyone. Facts, bro. Right. So it's not. I don't, this is not hate speech. This is just we're just addressing. That's the what things. I'm saying. We are just you addressing know? the things that are happening to us every day, and I know exactly. uh, one of the main things I know how we are using this information to change our circumstances every day. Jabari is just now. He was telling me earlier he was getting into real estate. Um, Y'all know uh, Labhan. The vision of Labhan is to create to bring, I'm sorry, to empower black communities and people of color with invention, ownership, and innovation. Our mission is to create a million, a million dollar products for a million customers, right? So through both of those actions that we're taking, we are reinstilling that idea of ownership and doing for self for our people. So I want you to talk about like, what, what steps are you making like in your real estate, a little just go into that. You don't have to give out anything proprietary. Just you know, kind of educate the people who don't know. You know, some things they can do on a daily basis. Maybe what if they don't have all the money and they want to still invest or things that they could do. Right, uh, man, bro. I would say, uh, so in Islam, we're taught about charity, right? It's one of the pillars of faith, and I've always been like a big, I guess supporter of charity uh, as a concept for your entire life right and not right. just giving money but in the way that you can give your energy and time as charity to help somebody and still make money out of it and it can still be mutually beneficial so i would like one of the things that um we're trying to implement along with just real estate investing is um creating your own market by uh you know, finding and selling houses to people you know and people that could benefit from owning a house. They've never owned a house. They're renting. They're new. They have a big family. Then you help them to buy this house after you've bought it and, and, and fixed it up. And then you make money and they get a house at a good deal from someone that, somebody they trust. So, you know, you help them with their credit so that they can get uh, their credit high enough to qualify. And then you get their, hopefully get their credit high enough to participate in these uh, down payment assistance programs, which are crucial. And a lot of people don't know about them, but they're, they're simple to qualify for, uh, except for the credit score. That's the hardest part. And especially during the, these, bro, make no mistake, they use this pandemic as an excuse to tighten regulations and make it even harder for poor people to uh, um, do really anything outside of keep working or die. So they put the credit score limit higher. So, you know, it's even wow. harder now. Yeah. It used to be 640, right? And now it's uh, around 670. Um, and at one time I think it was 620. So that's, that's how they do it. And, you know, my dad was in real estate for a long time in California when they were coming out with this whole FICO score, credit score thing, all, all this, all these, uh, this regulation, him and the people that he knew and worked with were fighting against it because 
they could see how unfair it was. Before, all you had to do to prove credit worthiness was prove that you've been paying rent. You know, you pay bills. Don't we pay rent and bills every single month on time? Right. And how does that not I've benefit? never missed does, a day. <laughs> come on, bro. You know what I'm saying? How does that not benefit our credit? It's, it's crazy. So they've constructed these algorithms. And this is, this is the system of oppression that we have been working in. And we still don't, under, we don't understand enough because we don't study it enough. But that's all right. Because some people don't, they don't even have the time, bro. Like they're, they're so concerned with survival that they can't. And that's why it is a duty and responsibility of, of people like you and me and people with intelligence and privilege to help those people and to make ways for them to be successful. Uh, and it can be mutually beneficial. So don't ever, you know, people talk about like, oh, that's socialist stuff. Like, it's ridiculous. The way that they try to make you not want to help your people is ridiculous. Right. And that, always ignore that. So, yeah, that's what we've been trying to do, bro. I've been, I've been keeping the, the theme of charity in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and mutual benefit right yeah so what does it look like when to you to explain to me what it looks like for like what would it look like for the black dollar to circulate they say it doesn't circulate our communities but one time if the Mm -hmm. black dollar circulated our communities eight to ten times you know how would that affect our circumstances yeah how to man it would look like i mean i guess i could just say like a little typical day get up in the morning and uh i need groceries and i need my lawnmower fixed and i need some gas so i go to the gas station it's a black man owning that gas station and guess where that black man lives in my neighborhood down the street around the corner we know each other so i spend money with him then i go to the market right Super, supermarket or whatever it is and i'm buying groceries from a grocery store that's owned by somebody that lives in my neighborhood you know what i'm saying or that you know i know personally it's, it's a black person who i know is doing things to support the community uh you know in the ways that we need and then i need my lawnmower fixed i go to the black handyman shop you know what i'm saying and i spent so it, it that's how i see it I'm spending my money with my people in every, in the most literal sense, you know what I'm saying? Right. To get the things done that I need to get done. One and thing, living within, my bad, I'll, living I'll, within. Keep going, keep my going. Bad, I'll go ahead. No, you got it. <laughs> Last thing, living within the same vicinity is crucial because um, another step after economics, like we said, is politics. So policing, how are you going to police your own neighborhood when it ain't your own neighborhood? And you don't, you don't live next to the people that are like you and that, that you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So go ahead. One thing I urge, I, I just urge people to do is don't, like a lot of times you see the easy business, you know, the easy, oh, I'm a barbershop. I'm a clothes shop. I, just you know, I, I wash cars. Yeah. That's cool. Don't get me wrong. That's cool. That's right. cool. That's a nice hustle. That You can make we money from that. We need all of yeah. it, but what I'm saying is we already have that. We need people yeah. going out and creating the next Walmart franchise businesses, the next yeah. uh, the next Kroger, chains, chain of Kroger. We need that in our communities, you know? And we say black, but when I say black, 
I mean black, but I'm also referring to just people of color in general, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we can all support these communities. We need people who are going to, there are no car manufacturers of people of color. That's you know, that, that would be, done. if we had a car manufacturer, that would be a big win. For example, when, when Beats, when Beats uh, headphones came out, Dr. Dre came out to be headphones. Y'all remember that was a big craze. That was our first opportunity mm-hmm. to get into tech on a large scale. How many people have a, have Beats now? That could have been a new iPhone. Everybody. Yeah. Exactly. That could have been a new iPhone. How, um, it could be the new Apple, yeah. you know? So I just want right, to urge right. the listeners to go outside of their own paradigm of thinking and think, like, you don't have any limits. Think limitless. Exactly. You don't have any limits on, on, the, on the barriers that you put on your mind. You could, like, that's one of the things I wanted to keep in mind when I created Lab Hand. I wanted it to be something that's beyond my wildest dreams. You know, I want it right. to be something that where I look back and it's an empire. Don't think about just a business for it. Of course, day to day is going to be a hustle. But 10 years from yeah. now, it needs to be an empire. Yeah. Whatever business you choose. Right. So that's that's, just, that's just something that I want to just put out there in the atmosphere for people to think about. Yeah. Um, but another thing that goes into this, how you were saying, you said economics, the doing for self, and at the end of it, controlling media. Yeah, that's right. You, mm-hmm. If we control our own media, we're going to have an unbiased source of information. Yes. So Facts. I mean, like, oh, go ahead. My bad. No, I mean, that's all I had to say. You, can, you got it, bro. No, that's facts, bro. Like, uh, you know, um, right now, like the final call, you know what I'm saying? That's like been a black newspaper forever. And they're a, a very unbiased news source. But many people don't know about them. Really, many people but other don't. Other than that, other than that, like we got five or six black-owned papers. Five. Or That's six what I'm saying. Outlets. Bro, I'm, five you know, or six. You know, uh, uh, news. I mean, TV station. Not even news. Just TV station. Facts. That's what I'm saying. Like we're we're so unaware of the potential that's sitting around us. Uh, we just have to get out, like get out of the comfort zone of what, being able to sit down and watch CNN and like you know, just go out of your way. Go out of your way. The comfort zone of education and using that education as a status symbol instead of a tool. Oh, facts. Man, yeah. Because a lot of, man, I was just talking to um, a close friend uh, and, you know, I'm sorry, excuse me. So when people get education, especially black people, they like to think of themselves as above black people and this is an ancient problem by now like i almost feel like i shouldn't touch on this because we've heard it so long but it's still a thing you know it's still a real thing like y'all get money and you get a degree or multiple degrees and you forget that you're black but what is ironic is that white people will not let you forget that you're black they will always see you as another nigga like our boy jay-z said you still me, you know what I'm saying? Still a nigga. It doesn't matter how much money you have or how smart you are. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't matter. So that that's the fact. I mean, there's so many different um things that we have to rid ourselves of mentally. Uh, you know, before we're all on one accord. But in the meantime, like when we're you're a wide awake man, bro. 
uh, Elijah Muhammad said, there's wide open fields to go work out in for the wide awake man. And that's what we got. The only limits that have been uh, placed on us were put there artificially. And what they really, I mean, it literally is limitless. Like we can do whatever we want. It just takes, man, perseverance. Pretty much. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But well, I just wanted to bring you on here today, man, to get your pretty much your opinion on it. Um, I want to urge everyone to, even if you weren't able to go out and protest, everyone's not able. I wasn't able to just because of location and because um safety reasons. But do what you can. <laughs> I'm being honest. Do what you can. No, <laughs> do what you can to um, add towards this uh, movement. And my way of adding towards it is the entrepreneurship. You know, and I got. I'm gonna keep coming with y'all weekly on the tips on how you can improve yourselves, how you can make that first step into entrepreneurship. And I'm gonna keep you all informed on my journey. Uh, me and Jabari, we go back uh, since freshman year of college, me and this guy, we always masterminded. Me and him, we we actually used to do uh, auto mechanic work. That was our first little venture at Tuskegee. That yep. helped us out, get get us just our feet in the water with with just doing business with people. I, I think it was a great experience. Um, and see, now I'm here, we doing prototyping, engineering, fabrication, Jabari's mm -hmm. doing real estate, getting into real estate. And these are, these. you know, we're not experts. But in the stage that we're in, you need to be trying everything, trying to get your hand in everything so you can get the repetitions in, so you can learn what you need to do, learn what you don't know, get your chops up. So that's where we're at right now. So, that's right. um, and that's all I had to say. Jabari, any final words before we get off? Man, yeah. Um, first of all, once again, I appreciate you, bro. This is an honor. Um, and secondly, that, that, that about protesting, bro, we need to focus on the protest that's going to be on paper, not on a sign. Because once all the rioting is over, if you get what you want, what you want is to negotiate. What you want is to, for them to say, okay, we've had enough. Come in and let's talk. The protest then, doesn't hurt them. That's the thing. It doesn't hurt them. My thing no, is, it I, doesn't. I, I said, uh, these protests might go on a month. It might go on two months. The looting hurts the immediate businesses. They and then the protest might continue to go on, but the failure is when you loot your own businesses. That's not good. That's the only we only had an inch. You took that inch away, took a, put us back three and three steps back. Um, then they don't care if it goes on six months because it's going to end and it's going to go all back to normal unless we can hit them in their pockets. Facts. That's exactly right, bro. Because they they're not going to care until. Exactly right. So they get and then that's where, that's where we come in with. Yeah. Like so I said, that's the best ready. thing to do. Like you said, entrepreneurship, bro. That's what we need to be focused on. Uh, educating ourselves and on uh, increasing wealth amongst one another. Multi-generational yeah. wealth, bro. That's what we're here for. So, yes, um, sir. Without further ado, thank you all for listening. We about to sign out. Please like subscribe follow me on instagram at labham if you have any questions or comments just put them under the video peace peace out